0: Hello, Secret Squad. It's Wednesday, so I'm back with a new episode of I've Got a Secret. I've been so excited about this episode all week. We're covering the secret to sustainable fashion. And I'm talking vintage pieces, thrifting tips, giving life to old outfits in your closet, and all things consignment. To help me out with this, I had to have the one... The only, the king of vintage, Cameron Silver.
1: That is an amazing introduction. Oh, thank you. I'm so thrilled to be here and I'm so honored that we're going to talk about something that's so important to both of us. Thank you. We, we love fashion and we want it to last.
0: Yes, we do. And thank you so much for being here. It's
1: my pleasure. Oh,
0: so excited. Cameron is the fashion director for H by Halston and is the founder of Decades Vintage Store a world leader in luxury consignment. I love decades. I shop there. Do you know, I'm not a big shopper. Like, I don't like to go just window shopping. I like to go to buy something.
1: Uh, that, that's my way of consuming. Yes. yes. Like,
0: if I'm going to go, I have a mission. I'm looking for something. But, man, once I get in there, it's like I could be anywhere where there are clothes, purses, shoes, anything fashion. But vintage, I am obsessed. And I went to decades when we first moved here and bought the most beautiful outfit to wear to an award show. Philip and I were presenting and I just felt like I belonged in Hollywood because I had on that outfit from decades.
1: Well, you certainly belong in Hollywood and you belong (laughs) at Decades anytime you want. I always describe Decades, it's like a family. So I'm happy you're part of the family of of Decades.
0: Thank you so much. Decades has set the industry standard of giving new life to pre-loved clothing and accessories. And let me tell you, I am that Decades customer. Cameron works with top stylists, celebrities, Hollywood studios, and major fashion publications, spreading the notion that your fashion can be impossibly chic, but also sustainable. So I can't think of anyone else better suited for this topic. And again, I just want to thank you, Cameron, for being here and let's get started. All right. Okay. So first of all, just tell us, what is your personal approach to fashion?
1: Well, I think of fashion as my my art. Yes. I mean, today I'm dressed a little preppy. I've got jeans on, uh-huh. dad sneakers. Uh, he looks, he uh, looks a, amazing. A, yeah, a little pique sweater and a v-neck. I just got off a of plane. But to me, it's like it's costume. It's playing dress up. When I say costume, I don't mm-hmm. mean like I'm trying to, you know, perform in a 1930s musical. It's just it's my version of how I'm feeling that day. And I, and I really yes. believe everybody has style. Even my, you know, Friends, kids who just wear dirty Uh T-shirts and sloppy jeans, they have style. That's their style. So sometimes I'm feeling a little bit more over the top. Sometimes I'm a little bit more subtle, but I always care.
0: Oh, isn't that great? And when you just said that about style and and a friend's child, I love it when a parent allows their children to pick out their own outfit, to, to go in and just say, wear whatever you want today. So I mean, sometimes... You can't do that. Sometimes you, your children need to be dressed a certain way because of the event or exactly. maybe at school or, or church or whatever. But if the opportunity allows, I love to see what a child goes in and decides is the perfect look for them.
1: And my parents encouraged that as a child. And I have a memory of when Annie Hall came out, which I think is 1977. I was obsessed with having a fedora. A vest, a white collared shirt, an, a, a loosened tie, and a pair of khakis. And I, my parents let me replicate that outfit, and I went to the store Fred Siegel oh. on Melrose Avenue, oh. and that was my first experience of getting acknowledgement for my style because all the sales associates were like, "Oh my God, he's so cute!" So you know, it's I, I like um, I love that it was my expression as a as a child but I love the reaction I got from other people.
0: I love that too. Okay, so tell me, how did you get into the vintage world of fashion?
1: Well, my journey into vintage fashion um, was rather unexpected but fortuitous. Uh So to my high school prom, and I went to Beverly Hills High School, I wore a vintage tux from the 40s. And little did I know in 1997 that it, or 19... 87, rather, that it would impact my life 10 years forward in 1997 when I opened the store. Because in between um, graduating college, I went to UCLA as an actor. I got out of school and I was singing German cabaret. So I was recycling old songs from the 20s and 30s. But at the same time, I would start thrifting when I would be in Seattle for two weeks or Orlando for two weeks looking for men's clothes, interesting things to wear on stage, well, I found a lot of women's clothing, started sending boxes to my parents' living room in their house, filled, and a store was accidentally born. So I always say I started off recycling old songs um, and I went into recycling old clothes.
0: Oh, my gosh. So it was actually 10 years later that you opened Decades.
1: Exactly. I mean, I did, I always loved clothes and I did wear vintage to my prom, but I, I didn't know that was going to be my career. I thought I was going to become like this famous actor, but.
0: Oh. Oh, that
1: gosh. didn't happen
0: you know so decades didn't the name decades is not because it was exactly 10 years after your no problem,
1: but that but, but, it's not, that, but that, that, that is another um kind of meaning for why the, why the story is called decades i suppose I have so, so, something else for my memoir now thanks to you
0: <laughs> so tell us what what was your incentive for naming it decades it just sort of
1: came to me. I, I was focused initially when the store opened on, on clothing from the 1960s and mm-hmm. 70s, mm-hmm. a little bit of 50s, a little bit of early 80s, but they were my favorite decades. And um, the name just sort of fit. The, the store is in a building from the 1930s. Oh, yes. um, my my house, actually, the, my building's from 1926. My house is from 1930. So I've always loved vintage things, and, I, uh-huh. and I've always had reverence for the past and the past decade. So, oh,
0: I love and that.
1: it's kind of a good name.
0: So you're not limited to just one decade. You just love... Uh. All
1: of them. I love them all. That's that's the problem. It I love it, I love it all. Uh, but I have a very distinct philosophy about vintage. Is that I like vintage pieces to look mm. modern. Mm-hmm. So I don't care if it's an Edwardian piece, a twenties piece, a forties piece. It has to look relevant today. Because I don't want my clients to look like they're trick or treating. Uh
0: huh. Uh-huh. Right. I want them I to understand. look.
1: I want them to look like the treat.
0: Yes. <laughs> uh,
1: but so I, I really try to edit things that look relevant today, because vintage dictates modern trends.
0: I love that because there are a lot of phenomenal designers that design beautiful dresses and, and an entire fashion line that looks like they're vintage. Completely.
1: I mean, oh. you, you go into a boutique and I wonder, wait, is that a decade Chanel suit from 1960 or is that this season's Miu Miu? Oh, so, yes. And and all the arts were always inspired by the past. I mean, if, if you're a theater lover, half the Broadway shows are revivals. Every TV show is, you know, a reboot of something I watched as a kid. Every uh-huh. film is, is a remake. So it's not surprising that with um, fashion designers are inspired by the past. They sample from the past the same way pop music samples songs mm-hmm.
0: from the past. Mm-hmm. That's so true. That's so true. And you know, I, I will admit, I have a passion for fashion. Now, I just made a little rhyme. I have a passion for fashion. You,
1: you definitely <laughs> so do, do in that on purpose. and your hot pink Fendi. <laughs> oh,
0: yes. Yes, for, for everyone listening, I'm wearing a very hot pink dress today. Uh, midi, and then my shoes are very, very hot pink and sparkly because we're taping this podcast today on Valentine's Day.
1: Exactly. And, and, and I'm in like basic <laughs> blue. I, sh- I should have you know, upped my fashion Very
0: handsome though. He looks very, very handsome.
1: Well, thank you. I I, I wanted you to glow. You you are the star.
0: <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you another reason because it is Valentine's Day and my husband surprised me last night and said he was taking me away for the weekend nice. after we finished this podcast. So that's another reason why well, I kind of glammed it up.
1: Well, I hope you have the most wonderful romantic Valentine's Day. Thank you.
0: Thank you. So what I was saying when I started saying the passion for fashion, you know, I believe that Sometimes you're either born with the eye for fashion or the ability to put something together, and then maybe sometimes there are those that are not. Mm -hmm. But don't you agree that that should not stop anyone from falling in love with fashion just because you think you don't have the ability to go into a store and put something together and feel wonderful in it? It shouldn't stop you, correct?
1: absolutely not i think that expressing yourself um through clothes mm-hmm. is incredible and and who's to say that your style isn't good style That's if it right. makes you feel good right maybe i don't love it but but you love it so i respect that and and the beauty of um you know going into a store or interacting with a sales associate is that you have someone who helps you navigate and create the best version of you. Yes. And, and, I, and I also think like, there's nothing wrong with wanting to look good. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's so nice to to look good. And, and your version of looking good might look different than someone else's. Yes. But thank goodness, because I don't want us all to look like we're in the same thing.
0: I agree. I, I think it's never too late to find your love of fashion, and it's never too late to find out what it is that makes you feel beautiful. Exactly. And go. don't be afraid to go into that store. Don't be afraid to go in and ask for help, because just like you, I mean, you you are in love when you're talking about fashion. You can tell. I can tell sitting here.
1: I love nothing more than helping someone... um, find something that makes them feel good and I have a memory of when the store first opened but you know within three or four years of the store opening a woman came in and and we had just closed like the gates had just closed it was like 601 But she's like I I need an evening dress and she was she she was very busty she was petite she said she said I have not worn something dressy since her bat mitzvah when she was 13 and she was probably in her in her late 20s and we found a dress that was on pure waist that was halter and, and covered her Aww. in a very attractive way. Suddenly, her, she looked higher-waisted. She looked slimmer and taller. And about six months later, after she bought the dress, she came back in and she had lost weight. Aww. And she said that experience inspired her to see her potential, that she could wear clothes and, and be gorgeous. So mm-hmm. um, it, it, it's, it's good to ask for help.
0: I agree I agree and and, it, and it, there's nothing wrong with wanting to be happy and, and feel that you look beautiful exactly and, and do just it by shopping for a, the perfect dress
1: and do it first for yourself yes and and when you feel good like people around you can also feel good it just mm-hmm. it just you ooze joy and confidence That's I, right. I always say everybody wants to look sexy now uh-huh. sexy isn't necessarily showing a lot of skin it's sort of like when you have your strut Yes. That kind of confidence. And I think that's what fashion gives you. Uh-huh. Every time I don't make an effort, it's like when I'm in the sweats and uggs on my way to yoga, and then all of a sudden, oh I'm wearing it after yoga and then hours later and I run into someone. It's always when I run into somebody really important. <laughs> and they're seeing me not at my best. So I, I always like say there's nothing wrong with dressing up.
0: That's right. And and one one more remark I want to say on this one topic is. You don't have to wait until you have somewhere to go Ugh. to treat yourself to the most beautiful dress you've ever worn or the most beautiful blouse or skirt or whatever it is that you love that once you put it on you feel like you are the queen. You don't have to wait until you have somewhere to go because I love sometimes to just put on something really beautiful and just because I'm staying at home. You might be pumping gas at you know
1: yes. wawas yes. or or shell yeah. and and you want to look good i i have a f- belief that everyone should live their life as if they're walking on a red carpet yes. now the red carpet doesn't mean you have to be in a ball gown mm-hmm. but just that 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 happiness it's mm-hmm. again that, that inner strut that sexiness and um it doesn't have to be complicated it can be as mm-hmm. simple as like your favorite pair of jeans
0: yeah that's, that's
1: right great sweater a mm-hmm. so, good little
0: bag mm-hmm. and a sneaker, and you just uh-huh. look good. And if you're at home, barefoot. But then you look down and you've painted your toenails this beautiful color. Exactly. It just doesn't really matter as long as you feel beautiful. I completely agree. That's fashion. So uh, tell me, how do you curate the looks for your store?
1: As I mentioned, it, it's all about vintage that looks modern. Um, we are interested in clothing that is in good condition. Uh-huh. So it's really important that, the, that it's wearable today. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't do basic or boring. Mm-hmm. So I want things that are interesting. And, you know, I'm not saying everything we ha- have to sell at the store has to have, you know, embellishments uh-huh. and, and sequins. But I think the customer who comes to Decades wants something that has a little bit of a conversation yes. piece aspect. Yes. That being said, you don't want to wear too many conversation pieces uh-huh, at the uh-huh. same time. So um, it, it's, it's hyper-curated. It's about modernity. It's about wearability. And it's about adding those pieces into your closet that you didn't know you wanted. Uh-huh. And then you come to the store and you discover something that, oh, wow, and you have to have it. That's, oh, that's the seduction at Decades. So wonderful.
0: And they have you to explain, you and your staff, to explain the many ways you can use one piece.
1: Exactly. You know, talking about sustainability, sustainability is not only that it's vintage or or repurposed um, or that the fabrics are organic. Sustainability is how long it lasts and rotates in your closet. So you can buy something new, but if you only wear it once, that's not sustainable. So Mm -hmm. I really encourage our clients to look at all the different ways they can style something. Mm-hmm. You know, style isn't about how you wear something once. I, style, like the icons of yesteryear, mm-hmm. repeated. I have a, a slogan, it's chic to repeat. Oh, I love that. And um, that's, like, that's what real style is. It's mm-hmm. about how you're going to take your fluorescent pink dress uh-huh. and how you're going to wear it the next time. Maybe yes. it's going to be with a denim jacket and a pair of tights in the fall yes. and an ankle boot. Yes. And it's going to have a whole Thank different you. look. That's, that's style. So we really help um, to encourage the sustainability of the item within your closet and also to think about the new memories you're going to make oh, each time you wear it. I because love that. Clothes, like, there like there's emotion when you wear clothes.
0: I agree. Oh, I love that. You don't have to have something new every time you get dressed. No,
1: you you just get to style it yes. a little new. And there's so many tools to take something and make it look fresh. For example, at the Oscars, Jane Fonda wore an Elie Saab evening dress to present best picture that she had worn several years earlier. And you know how she restyled it? She changed the color of her hair.
0: Yes, she did.
1: So, I mean, I love that we're seeing more and more of Hollywood embracing repeating things. I love that too. We can all shop our own closet. We don't Mm -hmm. always have to buy something new. Uh, obviously it's it's nice, but sometimes the best new things are old things.
0: Oh, you're so right. I love that. And she's very good about when she does wear something, you can read the next day that she has donated it.
1: Yeah, she she's incredible. I mean I, I love her. She looks pretty incredible yes, too. Yes, she does. My goodness. Yes, she, she does. She's gorgeous.
0: Who are some of your style icons?
1: Well, I mean, I love currently Tracy L S Ross, I think oh, yes. has amazing style and I've known from for, for decades. I think Kate Blanchett has oh, yes. incredible style. Um, from the past, you know, I love a Marlena Dietrich. Mm. Uh, I, I'm a fan of all of these sort of great fixtures of Studio 54 and, and, and Halston's world in the 1970s. But I get inspired by everybody. I, mm-hmm. I am a big people watcher. I spend a lot of time at the airport. I'm looking at you. I love it. And um, sometimes it's just you know someone at five o'clock in the morning at uh-huh. vancouver airport today uh-huh. who just had a like cute style uh-huh. and, it, and it inspired me i am i'm primarily inspired by the women i meet going around the world talking about the history of fashion and sustainability and vintage uh-huh. um, and often it's not in major metropolitan cities some of the chicest women i saw recently were in oklahoma city oklahoma city is chic oh I. Like these that. women were Awesome. Um, But, you know, I spend time in Montgomery, Alabama and Wichita. I I get inspired everywhere.
0: I love it. What do you think is the future of sustainable fashion?
1: Well, I think the future of sustainable fashion has many factors. Certainly, it's the sourcing of new items that are being more sensitively produced. Mm -hmm. Now, there are so many ramifications in making clothing. There's dyes and tons of water usage and the shipping of items and the plastic wrap that goes over everything. So, uh, uh, so many factors that mm-hmm. um, have an impact on the planet. So I think uh, addressing those ideas, um, I think it's also bo- also very important that we have affordable fashion that's sustainable, that it's not just high-end luxury. And um, the more we encourage people To let the clothes simmer in their wardrobe and encourage repeating clothes—that really is the most sustainable Mm -hmm. model—is—is having something live in your closet. Mm -hmm. When my mom bought clothes forty or fifty years ago, it wasn't just to take one Instagram. True. (laughs) I mean, it was. (laughs) That's so true. It was about all the other times she was going to wear it. So I think really encouraging that is probably the most important aspect. And certainly when you buy pre-loved and vintage, um, you're you're participating in the sustainable economy immediately.
0: That's so true. You know, Duchess Catherine is, of course, is what I love to call her. They, Kate Middleton as well, they lots of times refer to her as, but there was a time where they were not favorable when she would repeat an outfit. Exactly. And I'm so happy now that they are championing her for... Wearing something that she has worn as far back as 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I really love that she's a very good example to me in so many ways. I really admire her. Uh, but right now she is being applauded for repeating outfits over yes. more than once or twice. And I it mean, it more than twice. And
1: uh, It's required a cultural shift for yes. people to think. I mean, the the last decade was all about new, new, new and, you know, how many likes I can get in this new outfit. Now we're finally celebrating how people really dress. Mm -hmm. And and I love that um, Kate Middleton will will take a McQueen piece and have the sleeve change. I mean, that's really how women bought clothes originally, is that you would buy something and um, there would be a a seam allowance so that you could release the seam as your body (gasps) changed a little bit. So it was... And the clothes were made beautifully, precisely for those reasons, because it needed to last in your closet. Yes. So So th- I think that could be the greatest trend that emerges um, in in this decade.
0: I, I really love that. I did notice that she wore a beautiful gown recently to an event. I believe it was one of the award shows there in London, and and uh, I read that she had changed the sleeve exactly, and they showed the before and after, and. I was so impressed that's and you know I learned something new we we,
1: we can all do that yeah. you know it's like you remove the sleeve you take off the sleeve you um, th- that's that's why I always say a tailor is probably as important as your shrink that's exactly <laughs>
0: right you know one thing that I have noticed in with one of my favorite designers and I might have to stop actually purchasing some of the pieces because. I love it when I've purchased a piece and it has a hem that I can re- let down, mm-hmm. that I can make the, the dress longer. And they've quit doing that. It has no hem. And Every, I'm just getting so frustrated about that because as I've gotten older, I like to wear a longer dress.
1: And, and so much about that is in the margins of the cost. I mean, there are so many beautiful brands have no allowances in the seams like they used to have and um Mm -hmm. it it's because everyone's bottom line and making more money i'm gonna have to
0: they're gonna lose my business (laughs) just
1: come to decades you 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 could do all your business with me i
0: will i will (laughs)
1: with pleasure it's a deal it's a deal
0: so um what what environmental impact does fashion production have on the world well i mean
1: statistically it's pretty profound Mm -hmm. um but when they explain how much water it takes to make a pair of jeans or to distress it's really shocking. And so many of the dyes that are used for fabrics are, um, really harmful for the environment. Mm -hmm. This was really not on our conscious as, as a fashion community up until recent times. So I think now that there's awareness and sensitivity, uh, adjustments are being made, um, and and new new technologies are being developed. New businesses are being developed on models of sustainability. And 100%. of course, you know, if you're not wearing something um, a lot, and it's ending up in a landfill or you know being donated, uh, and and changing the economy of an, of another country because you're losing local design because they're buying something that was donated. somebody got tired of it, it it can have real impact on not only the environment, but on uh, economies of, Mm. of emerging countries.
0: Yes, that's so true. I love that we're speaking about this today because there's so much that I believe a lot of people do not know. So we've talked about how they can visit, for example, decades. How would someone who does have a wardrobe, maybe passed down to them from their mother mm-hmm. and their grandmother, with these beautiful pieces. How could they find, for instance, decades? Tell us where you're located, and how else could they pass it down to or pass it along to a store, consignment store, that kind of thing? How do they go about finding you?
1: Decades has been around since 1997, and we're on Melrose Avenue in Los mm-hmm. Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, people send us clothing from around the world. Yeah. Uh, we have our website, which is decadesinc.com, or on Instagram at Decades Inc, or send me a message on my personal Instagram at Cameron it. Silver. I had I had a woman who messaged me earlier today, saying she has a pair of leather Paloma Picasso gloves oh. that she knew I was coming to Palm Beach, and she said, "I just want to give them to you. I don't want to. Um, it's not about selling them. I just know you'll find a good home for them." Oh, so um,
0: that just tells you how emotional she, fashion is to a lot of people.
1: Exactly, They're,
0: it's truly like they. Fall in love, fall in love I'm with their fashion. Completely.
1: And she just wants her hand me up <laughs> to go to an appreciative home. So almost everywhere uh, there is a consignment store that, that's local. Um, I mean, certainly a store like Decades is a little bit more high end, so you, it might have a better return on investment for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are also so many digital ways to sell your clothing. Yeah. Um, but but sometimes I think when you have real treasures, mm-hmm. you want them to go to a place that will appreciate them. Mm-hmm. And um, I think of Decades as a mini museum. Mm-hmm. It's just you get to buy I everything agree. there. I agree. And, um, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's, it's it's also I encourage people when, when they inherit some beautiful pieces, think about the win- things you want to keep. Mm-hmm. It's not always about immediately editing, Mm -hmm. sometimes in in the emotion of it, we're a little over-enthusiastic to get rid of things. Mm -hmm. And I I never want someone to get rid of something with a potential regret. Right. So that's where I become a therapist, in in someone's closet.
0: You're right, because maybe you don't have an instant love for it or a a memory of it in the family, but maybe someone else in the family or your child or...
1: I had a great um, experience before the store opened, uh, and the word was getting out that this, you know, at this time I was a young guy in LA, is opening this vintage store. A woman named Maria, who lived in Century City, a little bit outside of Beverly Hills, in a condo. She'd recently been widowed, and she called me on a landline because that's <laughs> what we did back then and explained that she um, was selling her condo, and all that's left are some of her clothes. So I, go to the condo. The furniture's all gone. Mm. She takes me to what had been her bedroom, slides the mirrored door of, of the closet, takes out a Chantilly lace dress on a hanger and said, Cameron, this is a dress I met my husband in. <gasps> oh. Now, it still affects oh. me oh, almost 25 chills. years later because uh, she said, then I hope somebody meets their husband in this <gasps> dress. And, like, that's really what fashion is about. That's the emotion in fashion. That's what I care about. Uh, and and when sometimes people are, are a little worried about wearing something vintage, oh, it's been used. I always say mm. the clothes of decades come from the happiest moments in someone's life. Yes. They're, they're a little glamorous. Maybe it's a Chantilly lace cocktail dress. Maybe it's a Chanel jacket that somebody um, – got and, and had their first legal case settled and, and yes. got, got a promotion and became partner in the firm yeah. um, or it's a Hermes Birkin that was a push gift and yeah. and oh, uh, so you know they're like, they're like important yes. um, pieces in someone's life so they're they have that positive energy and and if some of that Positive energy will yes. wear off on the next owner. So be it.
0: Because some most people might say, oh, how could she give that up? She's lost him. And that's such a beautiful memory. She's not giving it up. No. She's sharing that it's love and exactly.
1: that that's why beautiful really,
0: moment in her life with someone else. I
1: really call it, it's a hand-me-up.
0: Um, uh,
1: and, um, it's, it's a really beautiful thing and, and it's beyond being a financial transaction. It's Uh, an emotional transaction. Fashion is visceral. It's emotional. It's storytelling. The way we dress indicates Uh, how we're feeling. Uh, historically uh, it shows us how we lived, how we loved. Wow. Wow, She
0: wanted her love to live on. Exactly. And And and, that's how she was going to do it. And
1: so it did.
0: I have so many more things I want to ask you, but we do two things on every podcast. The first one is the drink of the day. And our drink of the day today is called the Classic Paloma. It's two ounces of grapefruit juice, two ounces of tequila, one half ounce fresh lime juice, and a quarter ounce simple syrup. And then it's topped off with club soda. So while they bring those out, two of those drinks for us. And oh, look, they're in...
1: And, I, and I'm very impressed that you have uh, very environmentally friendly straws. Yes, I do. So, <laughs> bravo.
0: Thank
1: They're you. serving
0: those today in beautiful red yes. glasses. It's also
1: romantic. I feel like I'm what? on a date with you.
0: <laughs> I love it. I,
1: love I hope it. Dr. Phil doesn't tweet at me. No, he won't. <laughs> That's so Thank refreshing. You, it's an, it's an Cheers. antioxidant. Cheers. Happy, well, Valentine's, Happy Day. Valentine's Day. Happy
0: Valentine's Day to you, too. I love that love story
1: you just told. Mm. It really moves me. And I, you know, I give speeches around the world I, about the history of fashion. And every time I give that speech, it it really resonates with the audience.
0: Oh, I just love that. Yeah, that
1: story. It's a, it's a beautiful story. But I have so many stories like that. I, I can recall a son who would lost his mother and, and invited me to come to the house, not not far from where you live now. And we were going through the closet and he explained that his mother had been friends with Yves Saint Laurent, blah, blah, blah. So we open a closet and on a wire hanger is an Yves Saint Laurent Christian Dior (gasps) black alligator and mink motorcycle jacket, probably one of the most important pieces of mid-20th century fashion. And I said to uh, the son, I go... We just paid for your daughter's college education, <laughs> as long as she doesn't go to an Ivy League. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh,
0: wow. Yeah, it was kind
1: of magical. So you never, I never know what I'm going to find in someone's closet.
0: That is un- he had, unbelievable. he had
1: no idea the value. That jacket is now um, part of the permanent collection of the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Really? Mm-hmm.
0: Can you tell us how, what he got for that? Yeah, I
1: mean, it was good really? five figure. Wow. 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 Well, good for him. Exactly. And good for he, you. He didn't really need the museum. money, but, 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 <laughs> but, but more power to him. <laughs>
0: yes. At least he was smart enough to know.
1: He was smart enough to know to, to contact the right person. Yes. So that he would be paid uh, fairly for it.
0: That's wonderful. I do want to tell everyone listening, my secret squad out there, that uh, the classic Paloma that we've just been given is really delicious. and It's nice. so beautiful in that red glass. You can go to, I've got a secret with RobinMcGraw.com, and you can see a photo of the finished drink. But I will tell you that you add the grapefruit juice, the tequila, the lime juice, and simple syrup into a shaker with ice. You stir and combine the ingredients and pour into a cocktail glass, top with club soda, and garnish with a grapefruit wedge and cucumber wheel. We've also rimmed the glass in pink Himalayan salt. So it is just delicious and beautiful. I'm a little buzzed.
1: (laughs) This interview is going to get really lit now. Oh, good.
0: Good. We may hear some information about someone that we've never known before.
1: (laughs) It's going to become confessions.
0: (laughs) Okay. So can you explain the difference between thrift stores versus consignment stores?
1: Yes. It's a great um, question. So consignment stores tend to and i'm I'm speaking of high-end consignment it's more curated it's valuable clothing uh, things with important labels thrift you can find some great things but it's not as curated it's it's less of a um, retail experience it's more like you've got to do the work Mm -hmm. and hunt a little bit consignment means the the store's done a little bit of work they've done the editing for you then you come to decades, and we take it to the next level, uh-huh. where where we really um, kind of cre- continue the luxury experience. I'm a firm believer: just because something is pre-loved, designer, doesn't mean that the experience of purchasing it should not still be luxurious. Uh-huh. And and that's really something very specific to what we do at Decades. So you can thrift and find fun stuff. Mm-hmm. And back in the day, before yeah. vintage became so loved, it was really easy to thrift and things were affordable. Now some of these thrift stores, they know the value of things. Uh-huh. It's like, "Wow, that's more money than a decade."
0: <gasps> oh, really? Because uh, people
1: are really aware of the value. And you know, with consignment, it means that somebody has brought their clothing in and they're paid when it is sold. Mm-hmm. Um my store does a mix of consignment and we own some of the clothing also, but consignment shopping is so much fun because it's also constantly a discovery uh-huh. because the merchandise rotates so quickly.
0: <sighs> Wow. So, just one quick question about uh, decades. Do you offer alterations? Do you have someone We
1: some we, we have an in house tailor oh. about two or three days a week, and then there's a tailor across the street wow. uh, who we work with depending on the complexity of the yeah. alterations. Wonderful. But, but we, we make sure that you look good head to toe. Yeah. And I'm going to give advice to your um, wonderful uh, listeners today uh-huh. good. that you can have the most beautiful. Outer garment on, but don't forget having the right inner garments. Things like having the right bra, uh-huh. the Spanx, you know, having the right all those undergarments. But it has to begin with good posture, because mm-hmm. there's there's only so much I can do. Now I'm so you got to be up straight. You, oh, you have beautiful posture, but it <laughs> is you. really something to think about. Like you, you can have the most beautiful piece of clothing on, but if your posture is is sloppy, the dress is going to look sloppy, and you can have the most beautiful dress on, but mm-hmm. if you don't have the right undergarments on That's to true. flatter your physique, there's not much I can do.
0: That's true. If I came in to Decades and bought a beautiful, beautiful vintage jacket, and I personally would be afraid to have anyone touch it, alter it, even do anything to it. Mm-hmm. So how how do you feel about me buying that jacket and instead of wanting anyone to touch it and... Remove a stone or whatever. If I belted it, how do you feel about belting jackets? I
1: mean, I, I think that's a very chic look to to do that. But but part of the idea of sustainability mm-hmm. is um, that it's okay to tailor something to look good on you. Oh, good. Now, I wouldn't want to uh, bastardize a design. Uh-huh. For example, I think we have to be sensitive to the design of something, but. Yeah, it's it's okay to tailor something. Okay. Uh, the the yeah. other thing I, I tell women is like shop more like a guy, mm-hmm. and they're like, what do you mean, guys? We get things tailored. We the jacket sleeve has to be good. We have to make sure it's fitting right, un, uh, right at our uh, uh, side, so that uh-huh. that we get a nice broader chest. That that it's not too fitted at the flanks. That the sleeve yeah. length is good. So that kind of idea of a meticulous. Tailoring uh-huh. because it really can transform.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, but but I mm-hmm, love a true. belted jacket. I think it's a very chic
0: look. I, I really, honestly, I do love a belted look, but I have to ninety nine percent of the time I have to have everything fitted. Okay. I'm very short. You're you're, you're
1: elite petite.
0: <laughs> well, I've never heard that before. That's but what I you like are. It. I love it. But yes, I have to alter almost everything mm-hmm. I purchase, and, and, and it I'm pays sick. to do that actually because now it it. it it will fit me much better. I don't look boxy in something. It, exactly.
1: And- I'm mm-hmm. 6'3", so I'm quite tall. So uh-huh. I also have to tailor everything because mm-hmm. normally the sleeve is too short or uh, you know, I have to buy something bigger for my height, but then yes. it's too boxy. But oh, whoever's doing your tailoring is doing a really good job. Because oh, your clothes you. fit you beautifully.
0: Thank you, thank you. And, and that's just one point I really hope the listeners hear is, um, it's amazing the difference in a look when you have had it tailored to fit mm-hmm. your body,
1: and it doesn't have to be extremely expensive. I mean, right. it's like uh, like really simple things like nipping in a waist or getting the hem of a
0: pant. Mm-hmm. It's worth the ten dollars. It is. It you're really going to feel is. so much better. It really is. What bothers me is when I see someone in something really, really chic, beautiful, fun, whatever, and it's the pants are pooling on the oh, floor.
1: It drives me crazy. Yeah, I mean,
0: Just fold up those pants and get them, or pin get them and some, get them hem.
1: Yeah. Or get some duct tape and just or get a make glue it gun. for the day. <laughs> you <know?
0: laughs> get yourself a glue gun. Exactly. Though. It just makes such a difference when the mm-hmm. pants that are the right length. Of course. Do you see people, this is came to me as well. Do you see people sometimes at parties or events or whatever and you just really want to walk over there and say, can I just tell you the one little thing you could do to this outfit before you wear it again?
1: I mean, I I, I am like Switzerland, so I like everybody, <laughs> but that doesn't mean I don't have an opinion. Yeah. And I often will see somebody and just think, wow, this could look so much better with such a, a minor alteration mm-hmm. or um, a different bit of styling. But but i normally yeah like i mouth, would never do I that i keep but. my mouth shut unless they ask Yeah, cuz i am um, another friend calls me choir boy cuz i never say <laughs> anything bad about anybody
0: yeah like i would never go yeah. up to someone and go i could tell you how that could no look but, a little I, better but because I, who am i like
1: but i think that and, you know and we're, we're all like you know <laughs> judge and jury at some point yeah
0: yeah that's true but you know we were speaking earlier about fashion and how much i really love it i will find myself online looking at stories of fashion shows and or just events and i love to just look at what everyone is wearing how they've put something together and i'll actually take a photo because i'll love the look i'll love how they've put something together but then when i go to my closet and try to put something i'll forget mm. so i like to just take photos of things like that and then i once in a while i'll just go back and on my computer and i'll just start looking through Fashion looks that I've really loved, and remember those things.
1: It becomes a mood board for yes, you, and, yes. and I and I love that we we not only get inspired by the past, but we get inspired by what people are wearing today. That's right. I, I was doing an event in Vancouver yesterday, and, and many of the women who came, and they, some of them were, were young women, were first time vintage and pre loved shoppers, oh. and it was so much fun to sort of demystify it and and explain how to style something and all the different ways. It's, you know, people, it's just, it's about having community. And sometimes you just have to have a a board uh, to spring some ideas off of. Mm -hmm. A springboard, that's the word I'm looking for. Springboard,
0: yes. Yes. So tell me, I know that a lot of people will contact you because they know that they have a very beautiful or valuable sentimental piece. Uh, What else do you do to find the pieces for your stores?
1: Well, I'm I'm a pretty public person, so I, I I'm very social. Fortunately, I wrote a book about the history of fashion that's been very popular, and it has taken me around the world. Um, yeah, so you have a copy, thank yeah. you. Uh, so I'm you know I'm always looking for things, mm-hmm. and I'm always meeting somebody, or it's a friend of a friend has something, and we just never know what's going to be in someone's closet. So um, I'm I'm always open to someone reaching out. And if it's right for us, it's really magical. And if it's not right for us, I also wanna help that person find the right place for it.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. But
1: yeah, hopefully after this uh, people listen to, they'll, uh-huh. they'll start sending some pictures oh, of things I hope to so. me.
0: Yes, I think that they will. I hope I so. encourage everyone listening to do just that.
1: Please, I, I love that.
0: What's been your favorite item that you've thrifted?
1: Wow, well, years ago. I was in Seattle, and I found, at a thrift store, a 1954 black Dior satin ball gown. Wow. Now, the days of finding things like that uh, in the mid-'90s are very few and far between, but it was an incredible discovery. In a store that I remember, the store was called, I think, Atomic Bomb. (laughs) And they mostly had furniture, and they had this one dress dress. And it was valuable only in the eye of the beholder. Uh-huh. I knew it was important. But those days don't happen as often yeah. anymore. Um, now, really, my most rewarding experience of finding things is in the closet of, of a living person mm-hmm. and, and, or in the closet of, of a, of a surviving family member and hearing mm-hmm. the stories of when my grandmother wore this or, oh. you know, when I went, I bet my husband wearing uh-huh. this. So uh-huh. I, I love those stories. Uh-huh. It's, it's very anthropological uh-huh. in, in a sense. And I, and I learn a lot about like, the way people live.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I love uh-huh. fashion exhibitions. Uh-huh. So for me, when I get to go into someone's closet, it's like going through a little, it's like my own Met Museum Costume exactly. Institute moment in someone's exactly. closet.
0: Have you ever had someone call you to come over and say... Okay, so this dress was one of my favorite finds. And I waited, I looked and looked and looked because I had this very special night planned with my husband and blah, da, 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 da. And so I put it on, I felt like a queen and we went out and he asked for a divorce. Get <laughs> out, take it away. Have you ever had uh,
1: one of those? I, I had a friend who did a huge closet purge of anything her husband her now ex-husband had bought her she just she didn't want it and uh she's like if i i I can buy this all again after the divorce you know she just (laughs) didn't want those things with that kind that kind of energy for her Mm -hmm. um but but we saged them so they had positive energy for the new owner yes yes good The truth is the clothes were worn at happy times, but then the marriage became less happy. So when they Uh were initially worn, Mm -hmm. they were in happy times. So they started Mm -hmm. off with good energy. And then the the projection of the unhappiness of the marriage necessitated finding the hand-me-up of them. That's right.
0: So what would you say to all of our listeners right now that without going shopping, to just go into their closet, what would be the first thing you think they should pick? To make a change in their wardrobe,
1: I think a great jacket is yeah. so useful because um, you wear a jacket with a pair of jeans. You put on a jacket over a little black dress. You can do a blazer with a pair of joggers and sneakers uh-huh. and have a little bit of an athleisure look. There's you so can many roll
0: the sleeves. Yes, up.
1: And, and so I think it's a really important piece, uh-huh. and and it's that's the type of piece where it's worth investing in uh-huh. because it's going to live a long time uh-huh. in your closet. Um, I mean, I, I, there are kind of a couple things that mm-hmm. I think are always useful in, mm-hmm. in, in someone's closet. Yeah, in addition to like the, the practicality of the blazer, mm-hmm. I always say, have something for your Cinderella moment. <gasps> yes. What happens if you get invited at five o'clock to the opening of the LA Opera? Yes, that's going to be at 730. So so have that have those things in your closet. You know it's, I, I, I always say little black dress, a variation of a tuxedo. Beautiful blouses, because mm-hmm. it's always chic to wear a blouse. Uh-huh. Um, something outside the box that's outside of your comfort zone. Yes. And then the other things like, what would you wear if you get invited to meet the Pope? Oh, yes, you're right. <laughs> you know, like, what do you get? Like, like when you gloves, need some, have
0: beautiful gloves. You need gloves, something like
1: a, a, appropriate. That's like, that's just for the, those moments when you want to look chic, but it's a little bit more conservative. Then, then you have the things when you want to look chic and a little extra sexy. So yes. you just, you just like a little foundation. You don't need a lot of clothes, but if you have those sort of building blocks of your wardrobe, That's then you so then you know you're never going to be inappropriate.
0: That's so true. When you said that, I thought of my sister. I have three older sisters and I lost my one sister just a little over a year ago mm-hmm. and she had this saying that I've always repeated Always pack a party dress, not when you're traveling, but that was just a message that she believed in. You just must always pack a party dress. I
1: love that. (laughs) I love that. And I love that you have that beautiful memory of, and I'm sure that's something that's always with you when when you're traveling and wherever you're going. Uh I I always travel with like a variation of a tux because I can't tell you how many times I've been somewhere where I just thought I had to be casual and then, oh, will you come with us to this event? Uh Uh-huh. I mean, in Chattanooga, Tennessee, suddenly I got yes. invited to a black tie, and you know I had a black blazer with me and a black pair of jeans, and it worked. I actually turned That's out to be—I turned out to be overdressed.
0: Oh, was funny. Because it was not that black tie for yeah.
1: Chattanooga. Great city, by the way. I love right, Chattanooga.
0: right. Don't you find that nowadays, even if it's black tie, you can get by with doing the best you can to look. Black yes.
1: Tie. I, there's always uh, there's always a bow tie in my pocket. I mean, I you know, yeah. <laughs> or, or uh-huh. sort of like uh-huh. I'm always prepped with a bow tie. Uh-huh.
0: My husband cannot dress himself. And by that, I mean, if he had to pick out an outfit, he just couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. He prefers that I just tell him exactly what to wear, that I put it out and here's what you put on. And he'll go, oh, okay, whatever. He, he's got a stylist. <laughs> he says, all my taste is in my mouth. I do not know how to pick out an outfit.
1: But the minute you admit to that then you find the people who help you get it right. That's true. Um, I, I, it's like, otherwise, we're all a little delusional. So it, <laughs> it's kind of smart. Like, okay, it's not my inherent talent. Yes. Uh, thank God I don't think I'm a great athlete because it would have been really unfortunate if if I decided I'm going to be the greatest tennis player because I'm yeah. not. So <laughs> I went in, in the right direction. Yes. Unfortunately, your husband has you to keep him uh, in the right direction.
0: Exactly, exactly, And. He's brilliant and he's doing exactly what he should mm-hmm. be doing and not worrying about how to put an outfit together is just fine.
1: Exactly. <laughs> he does
0: not need to be worrying about that. So, we're about to come to our second traditional part of the podcast and that's playing a game. Okay. But before we do that, I want you to tell us a little bit tell our listeners about QVC.
1: So, um I have been on QVC since September 10th, 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh, We brought a version of the iconic American designer Halston to QVC. It's called H by Halston. I serve as the fashion director. And we take that effortless, elegant American style that Halston created in the 1970s and translate it for women at an accessible price point with uh, a wonderful, inclusive size range. So everybody gets to look chic. I make it easy for you. And I I love it. And I love uh, my QVC fans Uh and and friends and it's wonderfully rewarding. And I'll flying back to Pennsylvania to go back on air on Monday. Oh,
0: I love that. (laughs) I I love QVC and I love how easy it is shopping on QVC. We
1: make it easy and it's storytelling and the customers are so aware and interested Mm -hmm. in in fashion. I, I I always like QVC customers, like you guys are so sophisticated. You uh, know yes, everything. Yes.
0: And how could they not be with you telling them well, and teaching them? Thank you, because I, you're I, so passionate.
1: I, I love it, and and I'm always thrilled when I run into somebody in a Halston cardigan Boy. or one of our essential cheeses uh-huh. and uh-huh. and um, it, it's a, a really rewarding thing because <sighs> I I don't treat the QVC experience any different than the decades experience. Mm-hmm. Every, I, I might have a that. million people watching me on air, but I think of each one as a client in mm-hmm. the same way that I think of an Oscar nominee coming mm-hmm. to the store to get a dress. It's a level playing field uh-huh, for everybody.
0: Uh-huh. I love that. And I, I love it when you're on QVC because your passion for, for fashion and your passion for the designs mm-hmm. is just magnified when you're on QVC. Well, thank, thank you. So congratulations on thank that. Thank
1: you so much.
0: Okay, so are you ready? How do you feel about games?
1: Um, Well, I've had two or three sips of this drink that has some tequila in it. So I I hope it's not really academic or I hope it's not (laughs) not a variation of the SATs.
0: (laughs) It is not. I can promise you that. And it's right off your alley because it's about fashion.
1: Okay, good. I better do well
0: now. (laughs) Okay, so I have 15 questions. Okay. And I'm going to ask a series of questions. We'll both answer with the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Okay, so number one, and I'm going to let you go first. With every one of them. When I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is...
1: Check the time. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. So when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is I... Well, now see, I'm thinking about it. But the first thing I do is... Actually, I check the time. Okay. Before I even get out of bed. Yes. We're
1: we're punctual.
0: Yes. (laughs) Okay. Number two, the item of clothing I'm wearing most often is...
1: A black T-shirt.
0: I'm going to say sweatpants. Yes. Okay. Okay.
1: Not not right now, though. No, not right <laughs> now. No, no, no.
0: Okay. When it comes to managing stress, I...
1: Really bad at managing stress, I, I panic. You panic? I panic for a little bit. You have your little moment of mm-hmm. panic?
0: I think if I don't go to my husband and have him explain to me what I'm experiencing, and why, which I don't do that often, I journal.
1: Oh, that's smart. I'm, I might have to call your husband then yes. this
0: time. <laughs> you can call me because after 43 years of marriage, I pretty much know and what he would say. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> but not always. But I, I do sit down and journal. Mm, and just it gets me through the entire process, and I'm kind of back to... Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. For me, spring, summer 2020 is all about... Stripes. Stripes. Good to know. Mm -hmm. Okay. So for me, spring, summer 2020 is all about jeans that are color, different colors of jeans. Okay. The celeb I'd most like to dress or collaborate with is...
1: Gosh, there's like a million different icons going through my mind right Mm. now, but I... Suppose it would be like a Marlena Dietrich.
0: Oh yes, she's one of your favorites. Mm-hmm.
1: And I have a I have a living one I would do. Who? Dolly Parton.
0: Oh, I love her.
1: God, isn't she like the most beautiful she human being on the planet? Yes,
0: inside and out. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: yes. So so Dietrich deceased, Dolly alive. If yes. I could get them both in the same room, that would, would that be, be a really good party.
0: If you can, let me know. How getting you them did to do a,
1: <laughs> getting them to do a duet. Yes. Not, not going to ever happen, but I love the fantasy oh, of it.
0: yes. Okay. When I'm working, I'm wearing? A suit. Do you mm-hmm. wear a tie?
1: Not all the time, but, but mm-hmm. I, I, I'm a big believer that any man, any age, any size can look really handsome in a suit and I tie. Agree.
0: I agree. I agree. When I'm working, I'm wearing something fun. Okay. My beauty essentials are?
1: Do I do a list or
0: you can whatever you want?
1: God, I I love um, Biologique Recherche uh, toner. the The they have like a lactic acid toner. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's really good. And and I'm I do try to take good care of my skin, which I learned from my father. Yes. Oh, really? Oh yeah. My father taught me about eye cream as a kid. My dad's oh. pretty. My dad is pretty vain.
0: That's wonderful. Yeah. My dad is like.
1: I always say my dad's the original metrosexual.
0: Oh. <gasps> That is <laughs> yes. wonderful. Go, dad. Mm-hmm. What about you now? I just, okay, so well, my beauty essentials are cleanser, so important, toner, and for sure it'd be moisturizer. The, it's essential. I have never gone to bed without cleansing my face, ever. And I'm going to add to that a lip balm, and I have to have lipstick. Okay. My lips are always chaffed, so.
1: Same with mine. Lipstick. I've gone to the dermatologist before for chapped lips I and can- dried cuticles.
0: Yes. <laughs> Do you know what? I ha- I really believe that I've inherited the dry cuticles and probably these dry lips from my mother. She had allergies. So they were so bad, just extreme allergies. And uh, she had dry cuticles and hated it. So. I,
1: I'm always self-conscious of them.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I'd never be caught dead wearing...
1: Gosh, I've, I've been caught dead wearing uh, probably a swimsuit.
0: <laughs> oh, at my age, I'm going to say a swimsuit. Yes. <laughs> I could never travel without.
1: A Brooks Brothers non-iron white shirt.
0: Oh, very good. Because
1: they're always fresh looking.
0: Uh huh. Okay, so I could never travel without tennis shoes and jeans in a T-shirt, yes. The really casual mm-hmm. but cute look. Okay, what I'm most excited for summer 2020 is. It's kind of like our last one, but
1: yeah, a little bit. But it's travel. I I, I love to travel.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say it's time off for travel and family. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I I'm hoping you're gonna join me on a trip. I know, I- that'd be fun. We have an idea. I so think it would gonna be. make it yes, happen.
0: Yes, yes, we are in July. Okay. The electronic I can't live without is?
1: My iPhone. Oh.
0: Oh. Isn't that sad? Yes. But true. The electronic I can't live without is? I'm going to say iPad. Okay. It has FaceTime on it. My grandchildren can do uh,
1: Understandable.
0: <laughs> if my days had an extra hour, I would...
1: Work out?
0: <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I think I'm going to copy that
1: Okay, because I haven't worked out in a really long time. I pay a lot of people to move me. <laughs> it's, it, I was like, how did I get a dad bod and I don't even have a kid? Oh, <laughs> so, that's so
0: <laughs> funny. You don't have a dad bod.
1: You haven't seen me in a swimsuit, but then again, <laughs> nobody I, will ever see me in a swimsuit. <laughs> that's what
0: I would say too. Like, yeah. Okay. The last thing I Googled was? Um,
1: yes. I. Googled the name of a Japanese repair technique. Oh. Yes, an ancient way of weaving gold into broken pottery. And I'm forgetting really? what it's called in Japanese.
0: Really? That's interesting. Mm-hmm. You can Google just about anything. But yes. I Googled last night, I Googled quite a few things because I'm putting together a housewarming gift for some friends that just bought a new home. And I'm, I was looking for a certain type of... Game because mm. the gift is called Game Night at their okay, and the, it's got their name. Well, you could so, play this
1: game on um, I, game should, night I there. should
0: create a game for them. Why not? Yes, okay. The designers that never disappoint include
1: I hit Vintage Halston, I always love, yes, Azadine Alaya. Oh, I love, love Alaya. Say
0: that name again,
1: Azadina Alaya. Alaya would probably looks amazing on you. And, and I love Dolce & Gabbana. Uh, I think they make a woman look beautiful and feminine.
0: Very good ones. I could copy all of those, but I won't. So I'm gonna say Fendi. Ta-da, I'm wearing <laughs> Fendi right now. Uh, I love Reformation. Oh, Somebody uh, asked me this the other day, and I love Reformation.
1: She's brilliant. It's
0: brilliant Yeah, because, the clothes are great. Yes. And I love Dior. Okay. One of the few I don't have to alter, Nice. Unless I him it. Okay. Last one. I will always be excited about fashion because...
1: I love the excitement of the right piece on the right person. That marriage in fashion...
0: It completes you. Just
1: always it. gets me thrilled.
0: I'm going to answer that. I will always be excited about fashion because I know I inherited the love of fashion and design from my mother. Mm. So my mother made all of our clothes. I had three older sisters, a twin brother, but she could sew like she was a professional designer. She could look at a photo in a magazine and then go to the fabric store, but she could buy those and come home and look at that photo, that picture in a magazine and create that same dress for me.
1: Your mother was an advocate of sustainable fashion. When you think Thank about that, yes. she really was, that, that she would take the fabric, create the garment herself, and and find—and then you inherited that love.
0: Yes, See, I did. You're a sustainable fashion advocate. Oh, I love that. It's, that's in, such it's a compliment. in your DNA. Thank you so much for saying that. I think of my mother all the time. That's nice. Especially when I'm getting dressed or I do something in my home, I think she's looking down right now and nodding.
1: I love that. Sometimes when I'm getting dressed, I think, would Cary Grant wear this?
0: Oh, I can understand that. <laughs> I, you have that Cary Grant look.
1: I mean, I'm tall. And actually, the, the shirt yes. I'm wearing was made by um, one of Cary Grant's tailors <gasps> back in the oh. 50s and 60s. But sometimes I also think, would Cary Grant not wear that? Because, you know, I, I want to to push my style. Uh-huh. I did a lot of style pushing for a long time in my life. I've worn I some wacky clothes, <laughs> and it's but been fun. But mm-hmm, that's wonderful, totally. that's wonderful.
0: Well, Secret Squad, that's our time for today. I'm so sad, Cameron, it has been such a pleasure
1: Oh my God! I've had the best time, and I and I love um, being part of your secret squad now.
0: Oh, thank you so much, and Cameron, can you tell our listeners where to find Decades Online again?
1: Of course. So you can reach Decades Online at DecadesInc.com on Instagram at decadesinc, and that's D-E-C-A-D-E-S-I-N-C, and follow me on Instagram at Cameron Silver. I love getting messages. Oh, And um, I love seeing how everyone likes to play dress up.
0: Oh, I love that too. I think I'll be online shopping the entire rest of the week. You all must check out his selection. It is to die for. And you're just going to fall in love with everything. And as always, visit I've Got a Secret with RobinMcGraw.com for everything we've talked about today for all of the information you've heard for behind the scenes photos, our drink recipes, blogs, and more. So I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.